And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and you're very welcome to another We Are Me podcast with Davey Rusman and Mickey Brennan and uh, lots to get through on this week's uh, podcast Davey. We have we have results from uh, all the cup competitions last week, we have fixtures of the cup competitions coming up this week. We also will do a little preview of the ladies um, little National Football League Division 2 final where Mead will be taking on Kerry next Saturday 5pm in Crow Park. And, uh, you know, they, they, they were beaten by Kerry already in round one of the league this year in May. So we'll be coming back and doing a little bit on that. We'll be having a look at, the, I suppose, the controversy this week in MEGA with the resignation of the whole under-20s management. We'll also be doing the usual segments, the lotto segment, and we'll be going to your talking points on Instagram. We'll let you know what's coming up in the next week as well on our Patreon podcasts and uh, Davey, um, lots to get through as I said, so um, you're enjoying the weather at the moment the tan, you can do a little, needs a little bit more work buddy Yeah, it's coming on alright Mickey, I was uh, sitting out there for about an hour in the afternoon um, yeah decent, decent, uh, decent weekend I was in visiting Mr George Plunkett as well yesterday evening um, in the Blackwater, great to be back there and sitting outside, enjoying a few pints yeah, absolutely. Great stuff and uh, plenty of baby oil. That's all I'd say. Plenty of baby oil. Buddy. Um, and we, we, we'll get that tan coming up nicely. Um, I suppose one place to start, Davy, is the fixtures or the sorry, the results from uh, all the cup competitions last week and our predictions. And uh, we'll run through the results from last week. So uh, in the Torchon Cup, we're gonna we're, we're gonna go from Torchon Cup corner Bournia into the Fesh Cup. So we we'll start the bottom of these um, results that we have here in front of us. So, Clannard, six points, Slain, one goal and 12. Both of us went for um, uh, Slain win there, so we got that one right. Boards Mill, eight goals and 17. St Mary's, one five. It was a home game for St Mary's. It was one five to eight seventeen. Boards Mill, at some result there. Huge, huge um, uh, scoreline there for Boards Mill. They're going to really make strides this year, I think. Uh, Drumcondreth, we're due to play St. Paul's, but St. Paul's conceded that game, so Drumcondrick get the win. We both got that one right. We also both got the Boards Mill one right. Um, and then, uh, will we even talk about the next one? Courtown, one goal and nine in their home patch against Kilmainham Woods, two goals and 11. A five-point loss for Courtown on home soil. And we, Davey, we were only talking last week about the pitch, and you were saying it was looking well and the whole lot, but it didn't suit you. 
Um, I don't know about yeah, I don't know about that. I think it was a it was a really hard fought game. It could have went either way. We we missed a lot of chances. We missed the second half penalty as well, which would have reduced the deficit to two, and they were down to fourteen men after a black card. So um, very little in it. Nothing really between the sides. They were just a little bit more clinical than we were on the night, and that was the difference. They're a decent side, um, definitely going in the right direction. They've brought through great youth. Young young Niall Conlon was outstanding for them. I think he kicked five points from play on the night. Um, so so yeah, look, it was a good test. I don't think we'll be getting overly worried about it. It would have been nice to have win, and it's disappointing to lose. Obviously, the fact that the way the group is, the way it is, you have to sort of win all your games, certainly be assured to get out of the the group and get to a semi-final in the second group. So um disappointed from that aspect. Decent, decent game um against decent opposition. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's always a ding dong battle when court time play came in and mud. Uh just the other one that, that stands out obviously is Sports Mingle's uh statement of intent. Eight goals and 17 St. Mary's won five daily. Interesting, Mickey, because when the um Gradens came out in the week for the junior we seen that Clonard and Condrit weren't going to be putting a junior A team in. They were going to be regrading to Premier Division 3. Now, I didn't know at that stage that St. Mary's, St. Mary's weren't mentioned on that. But subsequently, when the draw took place today, we found out that St. Mary's had been regraded to Premier uh, Championship as well. And I just wonder, was it on the back of this result? I'm not saying... Purely on this, maybe they seen Clonard and Drumcondra going to Premier, and they says, "Geez, we'll do the same." But I wouldn't have said that this result probably helped our cause. Um, I would have said Marys were going in the right direction. You know, a bit of youth, decent side, had some good performances last year, got a couple of wins. But you know, this board's mill side are—they're going to be a serious animal, uh, Mickey, in the years to come. They've put in two massive uh, scorelines now in the last two weeks, and I don't want to tempt fate, but they're playing from Conrad next week as well, and that could be another landslide victory as well. We're going to be looking at the championship draws as well, Davey. Um, and you're saying that there are teams that have regraded the Premier. But what happens next year, uh, or is it in two years' time, when they are hoping to have a Junior 2 championship? Will they go straight back into it? I'd imagine so, Mickey. Yeah, I would think so. I don't think it'll work without them going into it. Do you know what I mean? Because the way it is now, this year, so the, the, the seven quarter-finalists in the junior this year, excluding the winner, which would be the eighth. And the three teams coming down from intermediate this year will form junior one next year. So that would be a 10-team junior one next year, essentially. And anyone who doesn't get out of the group this year, as in finishes second from bottom or bottom, my understanding is that they will go into junior two along with the three teams that we've already mentioned in St. Mary's, Clonard and Drumcondra, and possibly St. Paul's being the fourth. Well, we'll have a look at um, that when we do come to the championship draws in a while. But uh, that was Group, or sorry, yeah, Group B of the Talton Cup. We're going to move on to Group A of the Talton Cup, and the first one we have in there is St Dalton's two seven Dunsany fourteen points, a one point victory for Dunsany on their travels. Um, Minalty one goal and eleven. Sorry, we both had the win there for Dunsany. Uh, Minalty uh, one goal and eleven. St Vincent's. One goal and 14, a three-point win there for St. Vincent's. I had gone for a Minalty win. You went for uh, St. Vincent's win, so you get the kudos there. And then the next one, the big upset, Kilbride 2-13, Castleton 12 
points, seven point victory there for Kilbride in on home soil. And the final result, St. Bridget's won six, Can Ross won 11. We did say that it would be uh, probably a Can Ross win, but it'd be low scoring and St. Bridget's would give them their fill of it. They did, but Can Ross ended up getting away with their five point victory. Both went with a Can Ross win. So, Davy, you ended up with. Six results right in the Tartan Cup, and I ended up with five results right. Um, I suppose looking at Group A, the standout result, Kilbride. We were talking about Castletown being the Dublin of the of the Junior uh, Championship and of the Junior Leagues, um, if you want to call them Junior League, um, the, the, the cup competition. That's a hell of a result for Kilbride. Yeah, we talked last week it would be a great barometer to see where both of these sides were at. We were fierce impressed with Castletown um, on the back of that huge win they had over Minaldi in round one. And similar to that, we you know, were equally impressed with Kilbride's draw against Karen Ross. And it just proves that that was no fluke and they've kicked on and they're aside going places, probably similar to what we mentioned with Boards Mill. You know, maybe they're just a little bit further along the road than Boards Mill are, I would suggest, but that's, that's a savage result. They've got you know, such a young, athletic, um, big team all over the pitch. They're going to be a real proposition and uh, prospect to watch in the junior this year. Um, Castletown, that's a bit of an eye-opener now. That's going to be, you know, a, a bit of a kick up the arse. Welcome to junior football, lads, because they wouldn't have really expected that on the back of their huge win the week before. Yeah, 100%. And we're not going to look at the tables just yet. We're going to wait for another fixture, uh, round of fixtures next week. It's round three, obviously. And then... We'll be doing our power rankings. I'm looking forward to that. Davy Rissman is going to do his up his power rankings after three rounds. I'm going to do a, an actual list of all the teams from senior to junior and power rank them based on their results so far this year and compare it then to Davy Rissman's power rankings. So that should be interesting. And obviously, I will absolutely tear him a new one on that one. Uh, Davey, we're going to move on now to the Gordon Abonia, starting with Group C and Bechtiv uh, versus Dundry. Dundry with the victory here, two goals and 11 to um, Bechtiv's 11 points. This game played in Bechtiv. Both of us had gone for a Bechtiv win, so no points on the board for either of us. Myla won 13, Longwood uh, one goal and 12. Myla with a one-point victory there over Longwood and both of us had gone for the Myla win. Trim, two goals and 11. Oldcastle, two goals and nine. Uh, two of the powerhouses of intermediate football coming up against each other there and the two-point victory for Trim. We both had gone for the Trim win, a narrow win, and that's exactly what it was. And in the final game in Group C, Kilmainham, one goal and nine. Drumbarra, um, 10 points. I had gone, we both had gone for a Drumbarra win here. So um, Kilmainham just, we both said they were missing two of their main men. Uh, one with the under 20s, one with the senior team, and that, you know, missing those two lads, it was a perfect opportunity for Drumbarrow. But again, proving us wrong, um, Kilmainham just getting the win there with two points. Yeah, well, we didn't know Mickey Newman would be playing in it, and uh, <laughs> he, he did turn up. And to be fair, Drumbarrow curtailed his influence. I think he scored four points, three of those are from freeze. So he only got a point from play. So in fairness, Drumbarrow did a, a decent job on him. I think this was a real feisty local derby, Mickey. I think there was. There's a couple of incidents in it and that'll bode well for their championship meeting later in the summer, but we'll get to that in a little while. But yeah, huge win for Kilmainham, like both coming off the back of uh, defeats last week. You know, big local derby, that's a really good result for them um, early in the season and Rusty's off the mark again. 
Yeah, absolutely. We're going to move on now to Group B of the Corner Bonia and uh, six teams in this group, eight teams in Group C. So, Delete Bellystown, or sorry, Blackhall Gales, two goals and 15. Waterstown, um, two goals and 10. Davy Rispin is just, uh, is that COVID? No. <laughs> Blackhall Gales, two goals and 15. Sorry, Waterstown, uh, two goals and 10. No bother. Five point victory there for Blackhall Gales. Um, you had gone for Blackhall Gales, I'd gone for Waterstown. So, uh, you get the, the points on that one. Clonmac Gale, one goal and eight. Rakenny, four goals and 12. Statement of intent there from Rakenny, uh, getting that huge victory. Both of us had gone for a Rakenny win. Um, Dulik Bellius, 10, one goal and 14. St. Pat's, two goals and 12. A huge victory in another local derby um, there. Both of us had gone for Dulik Bellius, 10, under new management. And of course, St. Pat's, under their new management, um, two of their local lads back with the team getting the victory um, on Delete Bellaston soil. So, fantastic win for St. Pat's there, Davy. Yeah, massive, Mickey. And that backs up the big win the week before. Do you know, a huge, huge victory. Um, Want to talk about Blackhall Gales. Alan Nestor and um, Tyg Brosnan rolling back the years, a combined age of about 60, 65 years of age between them. But they contributed 2 9 out of Blackhall Gales, tally at 2 15. Savage scoring from the centre half forward and the full forward, respectively. And a very decent win against a decent Waterstone side as well. And Rakenny bouncing back. Clannagale, I know they're missing a lot of players, but that's the second consecutive week they've been on the end of a, of a tight hammer. And, and I think one eighth they've scored in both games. It's not going to win you too many games, Mickey. Yeah, and you know, you, you only love too well to remind them of that. Uh, <laughs> they're second to St. Dalton's when it comes to you, isn't that right? Uh, <laughs> there's there's plenty, they're all queued up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm be coming to them later on. We're going to move on now to Group A in the Cornabonia. Nobber, eight points, St. Michael's, 17 points, a nine point victory for St. Michael's. Both of us, I think, had gone for a Nobber win. I'm just going to check it. Yeah. yeah. On for another win, and um, then the next one up, Beliver 13 points, Ballon Lock uh, uh, 13 points, a draw. We both had gone for a Ballon Lock win here against Beliver, and um, Beliver obviously missing a few players and whatever. Uh, we thought that yeah, Ballon Lock would have their Ballon Lock usually knocking a couple of goals per game as well. So they, they were Beliver did well to keep them out, and then the f- final one here. I had gone for a Sydney win. You went for a Mead Hill win. Once, or sorry, one five to Sydney, one seventeen to Mead Hill, and that local derby as well in North Mead. And uh, what a what a result that was for Mead Hill after winning as well. It has to be said the Division Seven Premier Championship final on Saturday in Park Tolchin, and um, uh, so they followed up with the Premier Championship win on Saturday. This game obviously played on Wednesday, so a good week all round for Mead Hill. Great week, great couple of weeks for them. You know, three from three, if you include the, the Premier Final, as you say, Mickey. Um, big scorelines put up in both of the games. Those two, Sidden and Mead Hill, have been pitting in the same group as well, so they're going to meet later in the summer. Psychologically, you know, massive win for Martin McGovern's men against uh, Davy Cahill's old side in, in Mead Hill, you know. So um, that's an interesting one. I suppose Beliver and Ballinlock, a lot of shadow boxing too. You know, a lot of players unavailable and missing through different reasons. The Michaels win is huge because... I spoke to Jamie Costello on Wednesday before that came and he said, we're missing a good few lads and now we're coming off the back of a win the week before. Um, Michael's a real statement of intent. Now, in fairness, now we're missing Shawnee Mead and I think Sean scored 110 the week before. That's so, right. like, taking that out along with Jordy Morris, obviously, he didn't feature. I know a lot of the county lads did feature during the week. He was one of them that didn't feature for his club. He, I think he he had a bit of an injury against Calair anyway, so it was probably the wise thing not to risk him. But... 
needless to say, that's a big win. You know, they'd be local rivals, I suppose. They're joining it underage at different sides. So, um, big win there for the Michaels. Nine-point winners over an hour. Yeah, so after the Cornabonia, Davey, you had five out of those 10 games, right? I had three. So that gives you 11. I'm on eight. And uh, we're going to go on now to our uh, Fesh Cup results. So I'm needing uh, a big performance here in the Fesh Cup, um, which I usually give. Um, moving on then. So um, there's a column kills against uh, Rathout. I went for a column kills, or I went for a Rathout win. You went for a column kills win. We were both wrong. It ended up in a draw. It was 10 points apiece. And uh, St. Column kills uh, on home turf, not able to get the better of Rathout. Centralstown, two goals and nine. Wolf Tones, 13 points. I think we both had gone for a Wolf Tones win here. We had Centralstown with two goals and goals win games, winning 15 points to 13. Balnabracki won 11 and uh, Nafina, uh, two goals and 13 in that local derby. I had gone for Balnabracki. Davy, you went for Balnabracki as well after him and Hahn. Um, and thinking about it, you ended up going for Balnabracki. And uh, uh, Kevin Coyne and the lads, they fucking let us down a bag full, so they did. And I won't, I won't have it. Uh, but again, Balnabracki gave them too much of a, uh, a head start and came back into that game and were lucky in the end. Uh, Simonstown and Scream, we both went for a Simonstown win in that one. And uh, Simonstown Julie obliged with a 2 11 to 10 points win over Scream. Then that was Group B. In Group A, Curaha won 8, Gail Column Kill um, won 15. We both got that one right. Then Navin O'Matneys, I were taking on Minalvi down in Minalvi. Minalvi with a goal fest, five goals and nine. Matneys, one goal and 13. And a late rally from O'Matneys there wasn't enough to save their bacon. You went for Navin O'Matneys, I went for Minalvi purely because of Colin O'Brien. And uh, uh, I, got, I got the point on the board. Summerhill won 11, Dunshockland nine points. Davy, I went for Summerhill after the tight hiding they took the first week. You went for Dunshockland win. Um, but it was Summerhill who came away with the victory. And then finally, the first game of the week was Dunmore uh, on the list, was Dunmore Ashburn against St. Peter's Dunboyne. We both went for a Dunboyne win, and they again duly obliged with a 10 point victory over Dunmore Ashburn. So that ended up meant, meaning that, Davy, you got three out of the uh, Fesh Cup results right out of your, out of the, the eight results, and I got five out of eight. So it, Clawed it back a little bit and I ended up losing by one. I had 13 out of 15, uh, 13 out of 25 results right. And you had 14 out of the 25 results right. So looking at those results anyway from the first Cup, Davey Rissman, which ones stand out for you? Um, I think Summerhill, that's a big win, bouncing back. But there was uh, a serious injury, I believe, serious knee injury to Barry Dardis in that one. Uh, so that's going to be a big concern for Summerhill. I think he's awaiting a scan on um, the potential uh, dreaded C word um, on that. So we'll wait and see eagerly because he'd be a huge player, obviously, for them. And this year he's solely committed to the club too. So we, we wish Barry well. Um, Manalvi sticks out, Nicky. They, they love a goal in Manalvi, but in fairness to them, that's two massive wins now. I know Matney's were very light. It was a very young and experimental lab on Matney's side, but that's taken nothing away from Manalvi. You know, missing their county lads, um, coming back and producing a, a big, big win and uh, two from two for them. Um, I suppose then looking through it, um, Balnebrecki, as you say, just gave themselves too much. They were missing a few guys. Nicky Judge sitting there too, so Connor wasn't playing. They had a couple of guys with the 20s too. So Never never mind Nicky Judge, did his knees play? 
It, well, they did. You had to come on in the second half. Um, but uh, look, they, they won't be overly worried. You know, they'll play Nafina again later in the summer. I would suggest that that Nafina side, with the exception of Shane Walsh, that that's as strong as they're going to be. So Ballinbrack will take plenty of heart and solace from that performance when they go in to meet them in the championship. But uh, yeah, and obviously your own Simon's there and Gales, Mickey in the Colmore Oak Derby backing up their win last week with another one. Uh, seem to be building up some early season form there. Yeah, for me, Dunboyne, you know, sticks out. 10-point victory over Dunmore <coughs> Ashburn. Now, we know Dunmore Ashburn, you know, Jekyll and Hyde, but a statement of intent, again, from St. Peter's Dunboyne. Um, obviously, they have a couple of lads back from the county panel that have excluded themselves uh, over the last whatever month and whatever. So they're looking very, very, very strong. And how many players have they involved in the county panel now at this stage? Maybe three, is it? Three, yeah, the two McEntees and, and Seamus Lavin. Now, they all, well, I don't think David featured, but Seamus Lavin and Shane McEntee did come on as second-half substitutes in that win. Um, whereas Dunham Ashburn, you know, Andy Colgan didn't play because Jack Hannigan was in goals and Brian Menton is obviously out injured. So I think you have to sort of take that into account Wait, too. Yeah. yeah, Dunboyne were nearly at full strength, you could say, um, whereas Dunham Ashburn were nowhere near. But still, good win, 215 is a good score to be putting up. Yeah, absolutely. So that is uh, all of the results uh, from last week's Fesh Cup done. Um, we'll move on to the fixtures, Davey Rispin. And maybe while we you are just about to talk about the fixtures, I might just get the championship fixtures uh, up as well and have them ready uh, to go in a few minutes. Yeah, sounds good, Mickey. So will we start with the Fesh Cup or do you want to start with the Talton? Uh, where do you? It's up to you. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll start with the Talton and, and make our way back up. Grand job. So first up in Group A of the Talta Cup next Wednesday night in Masters and Parkard Cat. It's St. Vincent's versus Kilbride, a really mouth-watering game there. Mickey Brennan, who are you having? This is a tough one now. Uh, St. Vincent's upset me this week. Kilbride with a massive win um, against uh, Castleton. Do you know, St. Vincent's are, you know, they're, 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 they're here for the long haul and Kilbride are after, you know, they're the young guns coming in, you know, putting the chest out. This could this could very end up very easily end up in a draw. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a St. Vincent's win here. I'm gonna say that this is the game that maybe uh, Kilbride just kind of you know maybe come back down to earth a little bit. But I do think that there's a huge huge future ahead of Kilbride. These two again will meet uh, in the championship as well. They're, they've been put in the same group. I'm going to go for Kilbride here, Mickey. I think Ooh. Kilbride will, will make it well, stay unbeaten, shall we say? Okay, okay. Well, uh, so that means you're taking the draw as well, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I will if it's going, yeah. No. Um, next game up in Group A, it's Balnacree and it's an Ortmead derby between St. Bridget's and St. Dalton's where Seamus O'Connor will take charge. Is there any chance this could end up in a draw? I'm going to go for a draw. I'm going to end up going for a draw here. Oh. Yeah. This probably won't go down well, but I'm going to go for St. Ultons because I I think St. Bridget's, despite not getting any hidings or anything like that, they're struggling for scores. They're only scoring, you know, 1-6, 1-7 a game. It's not really enough. Although their opponents aren't running away with it, they're lacking probably scoring forwards. And I think Ultons should just have enough. Okay, okay. I've you down for an Ultons win. I'm going um, for the draw. Yeah. Next up is Karen Ross and Castletown. Another really appetizing game here. Uh, this one will take place in Karen Ross with Henry Clifford yeah. in charge. Very, very tough one. Again, mm. um, can Castletown, Castletown, like, 
I have to go with Castleton. I have to because of the quality, and they have to be hurting after that result last week against Kilbride. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you, Mickey. I think now if if we were following the form guide, we yeah. would say, well, Carnos drew a Kilbride in the first round, so surely it would all match up to a Carnos win. But <laughs> I, I agree with you. I think they have to come out and, and produce something now in, in response to that shock defeat last week. So yeah, I'll go Castleton as well. Cool. Um, next up is a meeting of Dunsany and Minolte, um in Dunsany on Wednesday night. Yeah, Dunsany with a narrow victory last week. I'm, I'm still going to stick with Dunsany. Um, yeah. Yeah, likewise. I think Minolte were much improved against St. Vincent's, but uh, again, you know, no no wins or no points from the first two outings. Dunsany obviously going for three in a row. They'll want to push on and try and push for that semi-final spot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next up is the first one in Group B, and it is Boardsmill against Drumcondra. Drumcondra obviously didn't play last week. Boardsmill had that huge win yeah, um, against the Marys. I've written down both of our names above Boardsmill here. No, I want Drumcondra. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, not a chance. Well, tough, <laughs> tough. I put you down for two. <laughs> well, you can back off. Um, sorry, I can only take your first answer, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think it's 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 obviously a huge task facing from Condrat Boards Miller, probably the farm side in in Mead football at the moment. You know, in terms of what they're putting up, so they'll they'll just crack on and they'll they'll make a tree from tree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next one is uh, in Cortown on Wednesday night, and Clonard are the visitors to play. The host court town. Yeah, I'm. I, I've gone for. I've put you down for a court town win, obviously, and, and obviously I'll be putting myself down for a Simonston win. So, um, yeah, I've gone for a court town win here against Clonard. Um, I'm not. I'm, I don't, I'm not going to be disrespectful towards Clonard, but this is a game that you know court town should be winning. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, next one up is Kilmainham Wood versus St Paul's. We don't know will this go ahead. St Paul's didn't travel to Drumcondra last week. Are they going to travel to Kilmainham Wood this week? Who knows? Yeah, it's a little bit further as well. But uh, I'm picking Kilmainham Wood, and I've put you down for Kilmainham Wood. And if St Paul's concede that game, we both get a point and taking it. Yeah, we took it. We took it last week, so we'll take it this week as well. Exactly. Um, Last game in Group B is um, the local derby, the Boyne derby, I suppose. Yeah, Yeah. uh, between Slane and St Mary's Denor should be a cracker. Always is this. This could be called the Battle of the Boyne. Yeah, yeah, good one. (laughs) Uh, Look, and I think Slane. I don't think Slane are the animal they were last year. They picked up a decent win against Clonard last week. Podge McGowan is still out. I don't know when he's due to make his return, but that was a fair hiding that Samaris took at the hands of Boards Mill. And I think Slane on home home soil should make it two from three. Yeah, I've gone for Slane as well. But look, it's a local derby. And, you know, St. Mary's uh, will be up for this. They'll have everybody out. It really is like a, a classic derby, this one. Um, you, you could nearly... With the way that uh, uh, St Mary's and Slane are situated, one either side of the river, um, yeah, I, I, I'm going for Slane, but you know this could 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 be anything really good. Absolutely. Uh, so moving on to the Cornabonia now, Mickey, and in Group A, it is Beliver versus St Michael's, who are going from three for three. Yeah, I'm going to go for St Michael's. Um, it's yeah. I have to. I, I just again they had a huge win last week, and I think that they're they're, they're starting to hum a little bit. 
yeah, I agree. I think they'll get more lads back and the confidence that's going to be flowing through them. Believer, in fairness, put up a decent account of themselves against Ballinock, but missing the, the hurlers in particular um, should make it a, a win for St. Michael's, I think, yeah. Cool. Next one up is another classic North Mead derby where Nobber will host Sidden. Yeah, and both of them coming off the back of disappointing results last week. Um, whose need is greater? Whose whose want is this? This is huge. Are Nobber still like, missing Mead? Uh, do you know if he's going to be back for this game? I, I don't, and I don't know will Darrow be back for Sydney either. So, in the interest of fairness, both of them don't play, and it evens it up, and it's a complete 50 50 game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going to give Nobber the nod on home soil. Yeah, I will as well. Okay, no, no problem. There's very little discrepancies with us so far. I've gone for uh, St. Vincent's, you've gone for Kilbride, and then in the in another game, I've gone for a draw between St. Bridges and Ultons, but you've gone for an Ultons win. The rest of them, we are tied the exact same. We're going yeah, and I've, I have a feeling, Mickey, it's going to continue with that same vein, but Ballinlock uh, play host to Mead Hill with Larry McAtee, um, the man in the middle. Yeah, I, I just feel that Mead Hill are, are, are absolutely humble at the moment. Uh, two victories from two in the Corner of Bonia, and of course they won the Reserve uh, Division 7 Championship, I think it was, uh, yeah, yeah uh, on Saturday, and, and won it well as well, 313 to 111 against the same opposition, Ballinlock. So I'm going to go for a Mead Hill win here. Yeah, likewise, I think uh, Mead Hill go three from three. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046-955-1910 or in-store in Clonard, County Mead. Cool. Uh, next, next up, Mickey, is a really, really... Tasty one. Tyson looking yeah, one between Rakenny and St. Pat's um, in Rakenny on Wednesday night. Yeah, and both on the back of really good victories. You know, uh, Rakenny with a hu- putting up a huge score. St. Pat's... In that local derby, and um, you know, I, I I'm gonna go for a Rathkenny win here because in a local derby like like the game that St Pat's played against Unique Bellingham last week, you have to get so up for one of those games that you have to come back down to earth as well the following week. They'll be on a high all week of training, but will they be distracted and still thinking about the fact that they beat their local rivals, um, and maybe not be paying enough attention to this game against Rakenny, which is another beast of a team in, in, in Intermediate Championship and in the Cornobonia Cup. So I'm going to go for Rakenny on home soil as well. I'm going to oppose you. I'm going to go for the Pats. I think uh, I think Keith Curtis played last week for Rakenny. He was outstanding. He's on the fringes of the Mead panel. I'm not like, I'm, I don't know, but potentially he might not play this week. I don't know what the plan is with, with those guys. Now, if he plays, my God, that, that would be a huge carrot for, for a Kenny. If he doesn't, I think Pats will pick up the pieces and they, they should continue on their merry way. Yeah. Um, next game? 
Next game is in at Boy between Clannagale and Waterstown. Yeah, this is a nice, tasty one, but Clannagale missing a lot of players at the moment. Waterstown, again, you know, put up a couple of good performances already, just coming up a little bit short. I, I'm going to go for Waterstown to get their first victory here. Yeah, me too, Mickey. I, I think you're bang on the money. I think Waterstown's performances haven't probably merited the results, if you will. Um, they put up decent scorelines, good displays. They played two of the big hitters in Delique Bellewstown and and then obviously last week at Blackhall Gale. So yeah, I think I think Waterstown, great opportunity for them to get their first win of the year. Yeah, and if if, if everything goes by what you're saying, if they score one nine, they'll win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Should be enough. Um ne- next one's the pick of the games. Probably the pick of the games in the county, to be honest with you. It's Blackhall Gales and Delique Bellewstown, two of the real inform horses in uh, in me club football at the moment, going head to head in Batterstown on Wednesday night. Yeah, Blackhall Gales picking up that huge win. Delete Bellistown going down to near the rivals, St. Pat's. So they'll be a wounded animal. Um, this is going to be a shootout because these are two teams that love scoring. You yeah. know, they're just they're prolific. So it's going to be who can score the most. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go for a draw on this one. Mm, interesting. I'm yeah, it's, it's, a it's a sensible thing to do. Um... A high scoring draw. Yeah, most definitely. I think there'll be there'll be serious amount of scores in it. Like Blackhall aren't at full strength because they are missing, you know, the couple of guys involved with the hurlers, um, Shane Whitty and, and Shep Stephen Morris as well. Blackhall or sorry, Delique Bellews then coming off the back of, of that disappointing defeat. Um I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna go home advantage. I'm gonna give it to Blackhall. I think they'll okay. uh, they'll continue on their winning ways. I tell you one thing, if I get that draw, that is some call. Uh, next, you still only next, get a point for it, though. <laughs> I, uh, absolutely, I know that, but like it's, it's it'll be it'll be a hell of a call. Um, go on, uh, next game. Next game is a repeat of the twenty sixteen, no 2018, 2018 or twenty nineteen junior quarterfinal classic oh. between Longwood and Trim, uh, which went extra time on that occasion. Intermediate or junior? Intermediate. Oh, you said um, junior. Yeah. Did I? Sorry, uh, I think they're. They'll meet later on in the year in the summer as well in the championships. So that'll be interesting. Um, local derby, obviously. But Trim are flying, Mickey. I think yeah. they look they look irresistible at the moment. Yeah, I've gone for Trim here. Um, I think while, yes, they had some ding-dong battles a couple of years ago, I think their, their fortunes have gone in opposite directions. I think that Trim have continued to make progress. Longwood have just kind of deflated a little bit from coming down from senior championship. And haven't been able to reach those heights again. I just think that Trim, as you said, are a different animal at the minute. I'm giving Trim the win down in Longwood. And look, again, local derby, hard to call, but just going on the form book here. Yeah, absolutely. Next one's a tough one to call. Um, yeah. Both of them have been a little bit inconsistent so far, you know, and they can tend to be that. But Kilmain and play host effective on Wednesday night in a, in a decent-looking game too. Yeah, I... I, I, I I'm going for back to, I'm, I'm, I'm predicting that Mickey and Newman doesn't play. Mm. Um, and where they're going to get their score. They only kicked 1-9 last week. Um, and, you know, he kicked four of those points. So they got 1-5 from the rest of it. Look, he's not irreplaceable. But I just feel that they're going to need an awful lot more than 1-9 to beat Bechtov. I think yeah. Bechtov, this could be Bechtov's, you know, uh, return. Nearly like you know, 
Yeah, I, I think Ted is probably just getting to grips with things as well. I wouldn't think yeah. he'd read too much into the Dunry game. And this is a good opportunity for them to go and pick up another win. And I, I, I think I think even with Mickey, they could do it. But without him, I think they will, Bective will, uh, will take a bit of beating. Yeah, so same same here. You're going for the for, for Bective as well, yeah. Uh, next one up is in Drumbarra on Wednesday night, and it is the meeting of Drumbarra <laughs> Emmett versus Oldcastle. Um, it doesn't really get any easier for Drumbarra, um, yeah. to be honest with you. Oldcastle very close to beating Trim as well last week. Yeah, and on that basis, I'm going to go for Oldcastle because this is again another local derby. You could, you, again, that ball lock is, is between them and probably yeah. uh, Myla. Probably hold, uh, and, and Myla, so they're probably just holding them off. But it is there's not too much of a distance between the two of them. So, look, I'm going to go for an Oldcastle win. Yeah, um, I'm going to go for Oldcastle. Yeah. I think so too. And Oldcastle haven't just hit top gear yet. You know, yeah. probably fell across the line against Myla. Bit unlucky not to get something against Trim. Drabara still trying to find the right formula under Queeven King. And I don't think they're going to find it on Wednesday night. I think it'll be three defeats on the spin for them. Yeah, yeah. Two of us going for Oldcastle then. So the final uh, fixture there in the corner of Olya. Yeah, it's Red Hot Dundry versus uh, Moila coming off the back of that great win last weekend. Yeah, I'm. This one is an interesting one, but I'm going. I'm going to go for Dundry here again, like as you said, they're in form, they're flying at the moment, and Moila obviously coming off the back of that great victory last week. I just, I'm just going to go for Dundry. Like this one, could, you could easily pick a draw on this one, um, or you could you could pick either team. This, I think, this is going to be a tight game. It will, it will, it definitely will. Well, it might or might not. You know, Milo will try and keep it tight. I think Dundry have yeah. explosive forwards and that, and they have a decent panel forming together now. And yeah, I think they'll win hands down. Okay. Um, going for Dundry win as well. Moving on then to the Fresh Cup, Davy. Yeah, first one up in Group A takes place in Paddy O'Brien Park on Wednesday night, and it is a cracker of two powerhouses of yesteryear, shall we say, in the senior championship between Navin O'Mahony's. And Summerhill. Yeah, I'm going for Summerhill here. Um, I think that... <laughs> no, I just... Uh, that was conclusive. Yeah, look, Norman O'Matney's uh, five goals conceded last week against uh, Minaldi, who love to score goals. They're, they're, they're always involved. and It's as if they, they, they only look for goals and they're a great team for getting goals. I just think Summerhill steadied the ship with their victory last week. Um, and, you know, off the back of that hiding they took in the first round... I just think, yeah, Summerhill will just have too much in in reserves to to, to, to for Navin O'Matley's. Yeah, I'd agree with that too. I, I, yeah, and I'm saying that, but then you're thinking, geez, if Barry's not there and Ronan Ryan probably won't be playing either, it might just level the playing field a little bit. But Summerhill probably should still have enough. Yeah, yeah, I just think, yeah, I just, like we always speak about the 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 panel of players that they have, and and they will be able to. Uh, replace them whereas Navin O'Matley's still working off lower numbers uh, and, and, and they're trying to rebuild so I'm just going to give Summer Hill the nod here maybe the, the next of our local derbies takes place in Ashburn on Wednesday night when Dunham or Ashburn come up against Curraha what a what a game that is in prospect yeah what's Tom going to do for here for this one uh, Tom O'Connor where will he be which side depends, depends, depends which way the wind is blowing, Mickey. Yeah. Um, look, I'm going to go for a Dunamore Ashburn win here. Again, if this, like, if, if Kulaha, one thing about them, this is the game that they'll be up for and they will have everybody available. And again, they could put it up to Dunamore Ashburn, but I'm going to give Dunamore Ashburn the nod in this game. Yeah, likewise. I think Kulaha, 
despite improving against Gail Column Kill, gave a decent account of themselves for 45, 50 minutes. Yeah. The, the lack of strength and depth probably told. And I think Dunham Rashburn, despite not being a full throttle themselves, they'll have more than enough to see off Coraha. Yeah, no bother. Next game is a local derby between St. Peter's Dunboyne and Dunshockland. Um, always tasty this. Yeah, I, again, I just think that Dunboyne are just humming at the moment and they have nearly a full complement. They're missing a few players that are in with the county, but again, strength and depth and they have plenty of stylish, lovely footballers. Um, and yeah, I'm going to give St. Peter's, this is a local derby there. It could end up being something like 210 to 10. And I think the goals will be the difference for St. Peter's Dunboyne in this game. I think they'll both score a similar amount of points, but Dunboyne will just have the edge goals wise. They will. And uh, they'll, they'll uh, get another win here, I would imagine. Okay. Uh, next one up in Group A takes place in Grange Garden and it sees both uh, unbeaten sides putting their unbeaten records on the line when Gail Colum Kill play host to Manalvi um, in a really enticing looking game. Yeah, this is an interesting one, so it is. Um, really is. Uh, Gail Colum Kill, Manalvi. Manalvi, as I said, love, the, love scoring goals. Um, Gail Colum Kill, you know, they just give it all that they have. This is a real tight one to call. I'm going to go for Gail Colum Kill the fact that they're at home. and But I wouldn't be surprised if Mainalvi were to pick them here in this one. Yeah. Look, this is the third week in a row I'm tipping against Manalvi and the last two, they've proven me wrong. So they really are the spoilers in our predictions week in, week out. And again, I'm going to... In, well... <laughs> I've well, got them right. I've been, I've been back in Mainalvi. This is the first week I did yeah. True, true. But I look at I still can't see past uh, the Kells men on, on their home patch, to be honest, which I think they're they're still a, a decent uh, decent animal, even without the two county lads. Jordy Muldoon actually played for them last week at centre half back. Fionn didn't, but they should have enough. Yeah, just looking in Group A of the Fesh Cup, we have been tied on all of the results so far, Davy. So going into Group B, um, uh, maybe there might be a few changes here. There might. Uh, Wolf Tones. Haven't really got off the ground yet. They take on Balnebracky, who've been the nearly team in uh, in Group B so far. Two narrow enough defeats so far. If they could start the game the way they're finishing the games, they'll be all right. But they just haven't managed to do that yet. Yeah, well, I'm actually going for a Balnebracky win here. Um, I Ooh. think that traveling up to they've they've been progressively getting better, and you know they're learning they're learning their trade as they go along. And I think that uh, the narrow pitch in, in in Wolf Tones might just, you know, give them a chance to maybe, you know, stop stop the the the, the, the opposition. And I, I just think it might play into their hands a little bit. The, the, the narrow pitch is going to be a leveler here in this game. It will, but I still think Wolf Tones should have more than enough. But we'll we'll see. Yeah, you're um, over. That that's the first difference we've had. That's I mean, that's good. Mm. And, and David Nolan returning goals actually for them last week, I noticed as well. So that's right. We had a message in from Davey, he wants to be on the veterans team. So, um... okay, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reason he came back, and then he's, he'll go again, probably. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, next up is your own Simonstown Gales playing host to St. Column Kills in yeah, Simonstown St. on Wednesday evening. Yeah, and St. Column Kills obviously with that draw last week, and uh. Against Rathold, Simonson beat Rathold the first day. Do you go by that? 
I'm going to go by that. Well, I'm, I'm going to pick Simonstown every week that they're playing. Um, so I'm going to go for a Simonstown win here against St. Colin Kills. No, I will as well, Mickey. I think there's a bit of a feel-good factor about Simonstown now. And without being disrespectful to the Kills, I think it's a decent game for them. You know, home game to St. Colin Kills, it's a good one to keep the momentum going. And I think they should, uh, they should follow up with another win here. Okay, yeah, that's perfect. We're both going for that one. Um, interesting one next up it's Screen and Nafina um, two consistently inconsistent sides in senior football and Mead yeah and, and if that's the case then it should be a screen win um, mm. you know because yeah. they won the first lost the second Nafina Nafina are they two to, from two at the moment um, they were beat no yeah they are two from two yeah from two, they beat yeah. Sound in the first round yeah and they've and they won uh, in the local derby against Ballinabracky last week. Mm. I'm going to go for an Afina win here. Um, they're going to travel up to screen on a high screen. Need the victory though uh, more than Afina, but I'm going to go for an Afina win. Mm. I I think I'll go screen. Well, hey. I'll, go, I'll go home advantage. Yeah. Okay, Davy's going for screen. I'm going for Afina. Final uh, game, Mickey, in the Fresh Cup Group B is between the senior champions Retote against Centralstown. Yeah, this again. Look, this is a tasty one. So it is again. We're told missing a lot of players at the minute. Central's turn off the back of that great win uh, against Wolf Tones, wasn't it last week? Mm-hmm. Um, again, Jekyll and Hyde Central's in. That's the only thing. We're told to have a draw and a loss to their name at the moment. Um, it was that Simon's in the first day and draw on the last day. We'd say Colin kills. Do you know what? I'm going to give Rathold the nod in this one. Um, you know, so, oh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna give Rathout the nod, but again, if they do win, it's gonna be a narrow win for them. I wouldn't be surprised if Centralstown pipped them here. I'm gonna go Centralstown, but that is in no way gonna affect my power rankings next weekend, Mickey. If they do win, because <laughs> there has to be an asterisk beside Rathout with all these county well, men gone and everything. Well, there is. No, um, they can't. They can't be. You said. You said when you were doing your power rankings that first time that you take everything into consideration, league, cup form, the whole lot. So yeah, yeah into so, into consideration, but to to to, to dethrone the, the senior champions as a result of lads being missing and all that. Anyway, that, we'll that see what happens. Sense. They're they're still going all right as it is, but I think Central Town will provide a little bit of a road bump for them on Wednesday night. Excellent. So uh, in Group A of the Fresh Cup, we've had no differences. In Group B, we've had three differences out of the four games, which is great to see. And, uh, you know, we're pretty much similar in Cornabonia and Tawdry Cup. Just a couple of differences uh, to, to, to mention. But, uh, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting doing the podcast next week and looking back at those results. Davey, I really enjoyed that. So um, we're going to move on now into the next segment of the podcast. And... I suppose before we go on to the championship draws, Davy, I think we should maybe bring up the under 20s uh, debacle from the week just gone. And Bernard Flynn and his management team, um, the star studded management team, have walked away from their, their post. And it was due to the fact that there was a signed agreement at the start when they took over. And um, the, the the management of the under twenties championship or 20s team it was a signed agreement that said that all players that are under 20 would be made available from the senior team and it turned out that two players 
were not going to be made available to them. Uh, so three, three players, um, but their captain and vice captain, Carl Hickey and uh, Matthew Costello. And who's the third player, Davy? Jack Flynn. Jack Flynn is right. Yeah, Jack Flynn. The three players weren't going to be made available to them. And they found it that their position as managers of, or the management team of the under-20 uh, made team was untenable. And it's a horrible, horrible predicament to be in. And it has created a massive divide across the county, across the county board, board I'm sure. And now we're preparing a team for the under-20 championship, All-Ireland championship, um, and a new management. Uh, like It took long enough to get a management team in and now to bring a management team in only a few weeks out from the throw-in to the under-20s All-Ireland Championship. I, I think regardless of what side of the fence you're on here, Mickey, the, the overall or the overriding um, well, at the bottom line to come out of this is going to be, it's a huge setback for our underage structures. Like I remember when we got the PDF or the Word doc of the whole, structures and how it's going to play out over the next four or five years with you know Bernard being there for the two years then John McCarthy coming in Cahalo Brick coming behind him with the minors and it was like a natural progression shall we say step by step that's all gone out the window now and from us thinking that for once in a long time for, for the first time in a long time we were sorted you know we're back to square one now and as you say we're a month out from championship under 20 championship they've played two challenges they've got two trimmings off Calvin and Roscommon without the, the three guys, I suppose. Um, and and the whole thing was that apparently we're led to believe there was a written agreement, verbal and written agreement there that the 20s would be given. Now, obviously, this has sort of come as a result of Meade's defeat to Kildare last weekend, whereby, you know, we, we lost a couple of our two experienced players in Menton and Keoghan. Breen Conlon and Conor McGill pick up straight red cards. They're going to miss the first round of the championship. Carl Hickey and Matt Costa were already in the squad, whereas Jack Flynn was in the 26 as well. Um, and that's that's obviously on the back of this. And Bernard's, you know, um, taking the decision and his management team, as you said, his brilliantly assembled quality management team that is, you know, have, have departed with a squad of 40 guys in there who he's picked um, and they've been training and playing and working towards a, a first round of the championship. It's it's just absolutely crazy. Yeah, it's very it's very disappointing. Very disappointing, and you know, I just don't know where. Like we, we thought that this was the beginning of something that was going to bring us back to where everybody wants me football to be, and the only way we get back close to your Dublin's and your. Donegal's and your Kerry's and your Mayo's is by starting at the underage uh, uh, levels. You know, the team that we have there at the moment, no offence to them, and being realistic, is not going to win an All-Ireland Championship. In fact, it's not going to win a Leinster Championship. As much and all as I want that to happen, and as, as much and all as I go out every week and believe in this team, you know... I, I just don't know how we're going to... We could beat Dublin, but it would be Dublin having the worst day of their lives and our Mead team having the best day of their lives. Um, and, and we'd win by a point. Do you know? And that's the realis, uh, realistic looking at, realistically looking at it at the moment. So what we need is players that are confident, that have won Leinster Championships 
that have won All-Ireland Championships at underage level that come into a senior setup and go, I'm not, I'm not afraid of Dublin. I'm not afraid of Kerry. I'm not afraid of Galway. I'm not afraid of Mayo. I've beaten them before. We don't have enough of those players at the moment. And I just think it was a perfect opportunity for our under-20s to start that whole thing off. Now, I think the under-20 team this year probably would not be strong enough because they've missed out on so much development in the last two years or last three years since under-17. But it was it was a stepping stone. It was a building block to move on and move forward. And yes, your senior team is the most important part of your whole county setup. But it's the same as, you know, you wouldn't have any of these players with their club. So their club has to be important. You wouldn't have any of these players playing at top level if they don't play county at, at minor, at, uh, under 16 and at under 20 level as well. And you don't have top quality players unless they win something and they're used to winning and they're playing in a system. And I just think that that's all blown out the window and we're starting from square one again. Now, I hope that the processes and everything that they've put in place with the current under-17 management that's there is going to be kept and that all those structures and policies and processes that they put in place are kept and that they are cemented into the in, integral part of, of, of being a county footballer for Mead and that those building blocks and stepping stones are going to be available to them um, and the development squads and all this is going to be there but I just when I saw it during the week I just it was just like a, a knife through the heart I went here we go just when you you take two steps or you take a step forward and you take two steps back but I really feel like this is taking three or four steps back I think this is going to put us back or, I, I, I just don't see where we where we go from here. I just I just don't know how we get to the level of your Dublins and your carries now when this has happened. I just, well, that, 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 that's long term. Like where, where do yeah. we go in the next in the next week, you know, in the next couple of days? These these guys are have been training and working towards haven't been playing clubs because they've been specifically preparing for the first round of the under 20 championship, whenever that will be. Um I mean, we, we only spoke to Bernard Watmickey maybe six or eight weeks ago on the podcast and yeah. you know, he gave us an incredibly um, jubilant and, and buoyant interview on how he was so looking forward to working with the, with the underage mead and, and giving something back, exactly. Like, and, it was so positive. It was just, it, and the positivity it was bringing. Mm. That's, it, it was, and now we're where we are. Yeah, and, and look, at there, as you said, there's two sides, to, you know, and we, like, we, we don't sort of know the ins and outs of it, to be honest, which I don't, don't really want to know the ins and outs of it, to be brutally honest. I think that the facts of the matter is that Bernard and the management team have departed. They vacated the 20s. And, you know, the lads, like you said, Matt Coslow, Jack Flynn and Carl Hickey, two of those being captain and vice captain, like Penny for their thoughts, you know. They're the captains for the under 20s. They're also key men for the Mead seniors. They're probably in an awkward position as well. And they probably have zero say in it. It's mad. <laughs> Imagine the confidence boost they would get out of captain and, and vice captain and a mead team at that age. I just think that's huge as well. You know, a huge boost of confidence for them to go in and play with them under 20s and say, yeah, we are. We're a captain and vice captain of a mead team. And I really, I, like even, even when we did do that interview 
with Bernard Flynn and speaking to Bernard, he was so happy about the fact that, yeah, look, I've a written agreement that all under 20 players will be made available to me for the under 20. And, and this is the way it's going to be moving forward. Now, look, if, if, if you end up having a, a, a David Clifford on your under 20 team, yes, your senior team need him. Do you know what I mean? But we, in fairness, and again, without being disrespectful to any of those players, we don't have a David Clifford on uh, on our under twenties panels at the uh, or twenty panel at the moment, and we probably won't for a couple of years. This is the whole idea: is that we develop them, and that we get to a stage where our under twenties teams are so good that if there is a guy like David Clifford, yes, he'll be bumped up to the senior team and he'll play a senior. Do you know what I mean? Like, but we're not at that level. I, I just, just, I, I just don't know. I just, I just think that this is. But from listening to Bernard and, 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 and the positivity that he brought when he was going in there and, you know, how he, he spoke about, you know, and, and he made it clear at the time that he had his, his written agreement that all players would be made available. You have to honour that agreement if it's made, I think. Yeah, and that that's the bottom line. And I know it's, it's a stupid example, but the one I've been sort of given all weekend was Kerry and Clifford and O'Shea last year whereby, you know, they were told, well, they're obviously senior footballers because they're key to carry and, and they had aspirations to win on All-Ireland. Now, as it turned out, they didn't even win a game in the championship. <laughs> but um, obviously this year, it's different in the sense that 20s would normally be played earlier in the year, but due to COVID and everything like that, they'll be playing nearly simultaneously with the Aval Championship, which is completely different. Had it been a case of, you know, the lads wouldn't play in the league, I'm sure then it would have been an easy decision to say, yeah, yeah go play with yeah. the 20s. But the way things have happened, and obviously in the last seven days, what's happened with injuries and red cards and suspensions, all that kind of jazz, that's not helped the situation in any way. And the fact that probably Cot Licky has turned into one of, if not Mead's most influential players, that's also, uh, like it shouldn't, but that, that's what's happened to, to me anyway. And um, it, it's a shocking situation to be in. It is. Um, we just hope that the county board can resolve it. But obviously, um, I don't see Bernard and his management team coming back in unless those players are made available. So um, it is a conundrum. I'm, I'm sure we'll have plenty of questions about that later on in our um, Instagram interactive. So we just had to touch on that before we moved on. And um, yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a tough one for all involved. Davy, so um, the championship draws took place and uh, I'm just going to run through them now. The Junior Football Championship draw for 2021. Group A, Castletown, Kilbride, Cortown and St. Vincent's. Close your eyes, Davy Crispin. Put your hands over your eyes. That is absolutely horrendous. I'm really sorry. Uh, group B, Boards Mill, Carnaross, Kilmainham Wood and St. Bridget's. And in Group C, Slane, Minalty, Dunsany and St. Alton's. And if ever there was a group you wanted to avoid, Davy Crispin, it was Group A. It was. I was listening to it as it was going on. And as soon as I heard St. Vincent's being the third team, I says, 100%, I started writing down Carton because it, it's um, it's a better um, love story than Twilight Us and St. Vincent's in the championship every year. So it was always going to be um, incredibly difficult. You know, Castle coming down, Vincent's beating finalists, Kilbride, just one of the sensations to emerge from EGA in the last, uh, I suppose, 12 months, you'd have to say. You know, they really have made strides. Um, and this year, they clearly seem to be going from strength to strength. It is what it is. We're not really sure because, sorry, because St Mary's pulled out at such a late stage, we're not sure how the quarterfinals is going to be made up now. 
So there is a potential that potentially three teams from each group could go through to a quarterfinal, which would, you know, would nearly mean that one win from your three games could potentially get you through to a quarterfinal, which is bizarre, but we'll wait for clarification on that, I suppose. Cortain are already clutching at straws. Um, <laughs> um, what are you supposed look, to do? <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. Look, I, I'm devastated for you, so I honestly am, because like that is a real group of death. Um, three big hitters in there, provide, as you said, coming up, and, and we've already seen them in the... Um, in in the Talton Club, the, the, the performances they're putting in. Um, then was I suppose we, we will be previewing the championships um, in a couple of weeks' time on our Patreon podcast. But we'll run through the draws in the intermediate football championship draws. Um, we have five groups here: Group A, St Pat's, Spectre, Nobber, and Blackhall Gales. That is a lovely, tasty group. But in fairness, that's intermediate football. It's always going to be full of tasty ones. Uh, group B, look at this. Uh, Trim, Moyla, Clonagale and Longwood, a couple of local derbies in there thrown in as well. Absolutely brilliant. Group C, Sidden, Waterstown, Mead Hill and Old Castle. Um, class. <laughs> Absolutely mm. class. Um, group D, Beliver, Drumbarra, Kilmainham and Julique Bellustin. So a couple of teams that have already played against each other in uh, the Cornabonia will be seeing each other again. And then in Group E, St. Michael's, Ballinlock, Dundery and Rakenny. Davey, all, all, all of those groups, mm. they're just all groups of death. <laughs> they, they, are. They, they are, some more so than others. I would say Group C with Sidden, Waterstown, Mead Hill and Oldcastle. I can make a case for three of them, but only two are going to get through. Um, yeah. Similar to that in Group D, like that is probably the most open group of the lot. Jalik Bellustown will be the big hitters. I would expect them to fully get out of the group. Then you have the junior champions and you have the the round towers amalgamation of Trabar and Kilmain who we only met last week. That's that's a great one. And Group E is very similar. Not being disrespectful to Ballinlock, but you have to sort of take take it with a pinch of salt that some Michaels, Dundry and Rakenny would be the ones fighting to get out of the group. Um, yeah, great ones. Trim will be happy. I... I they mightn't tell you that, but I think Group B, they'll be they'll be happy enough with the teams they got. That's not a slight on those teams, but Moyla, Clannagale, and Longwood, you know, they'll they, if they don't get out of that group, they may give up. Yeah, like when you look at the other groups, um, yeah, teams that have come down from senior and stuff in recent years or in the last ten or fifteen years that are good, like St Pat's Nobber and Blackhall Gales, all have played senior football in, in recent years. Yeah, you know. Um, in, in Group A, okay, then Trim and Longwood, but Longwood are on the demise, as we said. Then you look at Group C, Waterstown, Oldcastle, Meath Hill, Sidon, again, you could make cases around them, Beliver just after coming up, Drumbarra, Delique, Bellusin, and Kilmainham. I, I just, yeah, St. Michael's, Dundry, Rakenny, you were saying, but like Ballock, you just don't know. Like a couple of years ago, they were they were absolutely flying. So if they can come back to where they were, Absolutely brilliant. The intermediate championship is always so so tough. Um, actually, just let me look back down there. Yeah, Castleton Kilbride. What a group! Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near silent cutting of a Husqvarna auto mower. Smart home compatible, and if that is in your cup of tea. Auto more from your phone. 
Automore also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automore dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard, County Mead. And then in the senior championship, uh, Mead Senior Football Championship draw for 2021, Group A and having a Matinee's Dunmore Ashburn, Rathout and Dunshockland. Uh, a couple of tasty ones in there. You've got three three um, three local derbies there, Dunmore Ashburn, Rathout and Dunshockland. Uh, in Group B, Coraha, Nafina, St. Column Kills and Balnebraki. Again, a couple of um, uh, lovely uh, uh, local derbies in that one. Um, next one, Group C, Gail Columkill, Wolf Tones, Simonstown, and My Nalvi. That is some group. And then in Group D, Centreson, Summerhill, Screen, and St. Peter's Dunboyne. Davy, I, I just that they are again Mount Water and Ties and all of them. I think Group B is the one I like because I think that's the most open. There's not a big hitter in it, right? I know Nafina were in the semi final last year, but to me, that screams opportunities. You know, yeah. Balnebracki, I've tipped Curraha for relegation. I won't change my mind now. I think Balnebracki, first and foremost, have an unbelievable opportunity to preserve their status without having to go into any playoffs. And with that kind of group, yes, yeah, Gollum Kills and Nafina are established senior sides and decent, but they'll be they'll be delighted with that Balnebracki. You know, as will Nafina, as will Colm Kills and Curraha, you know, so... That's such an open group. The other ones, yeah, you mentioned the local derby in Group A with the exception of O'Matney's Tasty. Um, but your eyes are drawn to Group C. Like, you know, yeah. Gail Colm Kill, Simonstown, they're going to be the two. But Manalvi have been spoilers. They've hurt Simonstown on a few different occasions over the years as well. And Wolf Tones, they're such a championship side. You know, they're just plodding along at the minute in the Cups when it comes to championship. Won't have any problem getting up for those two derbies against Kells and Simon St. Gales. That's a great group. And then obviously the, the final group being um, I suppose two of the protagonists for the last five or ten years, really, in Summerhill and St. Peter's Dunboyne. They've been always at the latter stages of championships. Um, and then you have, I mean, the young presence in screen who are probably going to have their backs against the wall yet again. Can they come out fighting? We shall see. Yeah, um, really is interesting. And we're looking forward to those championships taking place later in the summer. And uh, yeah, plenty of football to be played before between now and then. But uh, it's great to have the championship draws done. Davey, we're going to move on now and do our lotto segment. Have the lads been in contact with you? I have, Mickey. Not probably as much as uh, as recent weeks, to be fair to them. But no, we've we've a good few in. And uh, I actually have one from Simonstown as well. This oh, week, good, Jelly yeah, says he, he stopped. He stopped sending it to you, um, but we'll we'll come back to that in a few minutes. Um, the first one up. I'm just trying to get the right date on this, so I just don't miss any. Um, the first one up is from Chocolate and Royal Gales. A um, lot of results from the 15 to the sixth. The numbers drawn were 21, 22, 26, and 27. Incredibly high numbers there, Mickey. Um, but they had no jackpot winner, unsurprisingly. But the manager, Martin Riley, was a one-match-three winner. And Marty collects 200 quid for his troubles. Next draw takes place tomorrow night, 21st of June at half eight, live on Facebook. €13,000 of a jackpot. Reserve of €11,400 on standby. You can play that one on Club Force. Um, Ballinlock, GFC, their jackpot of €3,300 was not won last week. The letters drawn were I, Z, D, and W. 
they had no winner. Um, Jimmy Barden, I think, and Charlie McCartan were the winners of the match three and they split 100 euro between them. Next draw takes place in Ballinock Community Centre. Uh, next one is Manalvi GFC. Theirs is currently capped at 10,000 at the moment. Reserve increased to 5,700 euro on Monday night. And on Club Force or on manalvigfc.ie. Kieran Devani is in touch with Blackhall Gales Lotto. The numbers drawn were 1, 9, 15, and 27. They had no winner. Um, jackpot of 6,200 euro. Uh, next draw takes place on the 28th, which is. Just lost you there for a minute, Davy. Um, your 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 Wi-Fi might be just a little bit. Um, but it was just that last team that you were mentioning. Yeah, Blackhall Gales, Mickey. So the numbers drawn in the Blackhall Lotto were one nine fifteen and twenty seven. They had no winner. Six thousand two hundred euro of a jackpot. Next draw takes place on Monday week in the clubhouse. The Thirty euro winners were PJ O'Brien, Joe Casty. Kieran Devaney, the man who actually organised, so not too, unlike a lot of the lottos that we know that you know lads organising end up winning. Um, Mark yeah. Ferris and Eugene Gilmart, they all get thirty quid each. Next one up is Kilskier GFC, similar to their uh, neighbours in Ballinlock. They go with the letters B I L and Q. It feels like a countdown when you're doing these. Um, they had no jackpot winner, and um, the mini jackpot winners were Jerry Morgan Jr. and John Gary Jr. The next jackpot takes place on the 22nd of June with €10,000 on the line. We own Corton GFC next up. Um, we had no jackpot winner, thanks to the Jesus, of the €5,000 jackpot last Friday night. <laughs> um, Elaine Kelly, Willie Carey, Grania Mack and Conor Monroe and Larkin Codd all received €20 each. Uh, Deirdre Coyne was the winner of our 1999 Mead uh, sleeveless jersey as well. Um, we're back on Friday night with a jackpot of €5,100 and you can play it in cortingga.com forward slash lotto. Curaha GFC, uh, their jackpot's currently at 2900 No winner of last week's Ned and Andy White and James Kyo won €150 each on the match three, so she's not too bad. Um, you can play that one on curahagga.com. Navino Mahnes, um, their next draw takes place on the 22nd of June at 9pm. They have a jackpot of €6,950. Um, Colin O'Brien, I don't know, is he on something here? He says entries can be dropped in uh, to the club every Tuesday from 8, sorry, and the jackpot takes place at 9, I think. Um, a small window there to get your uh, lotto slips in. Uh, yeah, an hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, their last jackpot wasn't won uh, Jesus they're up on it by 300 every week in fairness to them uh, their last jackpot of 6,650 wasn't won 7, 9, 19 and 26 match 3 numbers with Darren O'Toole and Johnny Hughes um, Clannard GFC 6,100 euro for jackpot live on Facebook every Monday night at 8 um, and Gail Column Kill Still going at 12,000, which is currently capped on every Thursday night. You can play it at gailcolumkill.ie. Um, they had no jackpot winner. 6, 12, 24 and 29 were the numbers. And they had no match three winners. So no prize money went out. No, okay. And uh, you did the sound symbol already, did you, with Jelly? I will call out that now. So it's 6,050 currently, Mickey. And they had no winner of that one. The lucky dip winners were Colette Mooney. Nicola and Harlow McCauley and Anne O'Connor. The winning numbers are 21, 23, 29, and 32. 
Yeah, and they're the two best teams to come out of the, the division, there's no doubt about it. And I think it's nice that me get another crack at them, you know, because both of them, in fairness, went in cold to that first game, very much going into the unknown. Mead's last game, obviously, being the intermediate championship final against West Mead way back in December. So um, it was a good yardstick and it was probably a decent, um, I suppose, wake-up call, you know, to what it's going to be like in senior football and the big step up that it will. And, that day, it probably took me by surprise, to be honest with you. You wouldn't have said that they were any worse off than Kerry, but Kerry just used all of their experience on the, the occasion. You mentioned the goals. Like, Kerry got in for 2-1 in the space of a couple of minutes that day. And yeah. ultimately, when you look at the final score, 3-10 to 1-10, that was the difference on the on that day. Um, so, so me, they're a completely different animal. I think the performances against Wexford, Clare, and then Cavan last day out have really... Um, sort of shown their progression in the last number of weeks. They're on a roll, really. Um, and I don't think they have anything to fear going into play Kerry and Crow Park. And obviously, having Crow Park, you know, they were there as recently as, what, six months ago. So that should stand to them as well. Yeah, yeah. Look, they're, they're, as we said, they've, they've come on in leaps and bounds even since that final of, 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 of last December, the intermediate final against Westmead. And, you know, they're, they're going from strength to strength. And even from that Kerry game, again, Improving week on week on week, um, which is absolutely brilliant to see. So we wish Eamon Murray and the girls the very best of luck next on, uh, next uh, Saturday. Sorry, in, in Crow Park at five pm. I think there's going to be uh, a crowd at this game as well, Davy. Yeah, there is. Uh, it, the first one is this evening, Mickey. It's the Camogie final between Galway and Kilkenny, and they've three thousand supporters. I think they have three thousand again in next week for that double header between Mead and Kerry and then Cork and Dublin. I think that's at seven or half seven, isn't it? In the it Division is. One final. So, um, yeah, great to have supporters back into Crow Park. It'll be good to see. Yeah, it'll be absolutely brilliant. As you said, we wish Eamon and the girls the very best of luck and hopefully they're bringing back the National Football League Division Two uh, trophy um, to add to their intermediate championship trophy from last December. And we'll have a big hoodie when we're allowed to for them because they've been absolutely amazing so far and we wish them the very best of luck. Uh, Davey, um, I suppose at this time we always go to Instagram Interactive and I'd say it was a busy enough one, especially with all the 
the news that's come out this week and the under twenties and all that, and um, yeah, and, and probably your predictions from last week are probably getting roasted as well. Yeah, well, not too bad actually. To be fair, um, there's there's bigger things on people's mind, Mickey. I think this week, um, <laughs> the first one comes in from Ivan, and he just said, "Me winning the jersey, hopefully." <laughs> All joking aside, it's a disaster with Flynn resigning. He said, "Yeah, yeah, it's, I presume he's out about the jersey that Corton." Uh, no, no, he's on about our jersey. Oh, our, currently, the competition oh, is gone. We should never even talked about that yeah. as well. Yeah, the alternative me jersey. There, if you want. If you want a chance to win that alternative jersey, go onto any of our social media pages and you will see the um, social media posts that we've put up about it. You just have to like, share and tag two people in it and you will be in with a chance to win the new Mead alternative jersey, which is absolutely gorgeous. Um, yeah, but as he said, it's an absolute shambles. That's what it is. It really is. That's the only word you can use is a shambles. Just a few weeks out from... Um, I think the... I think the Ulster uh, Under-20 Championship is starting on the 9th of July. So I'd say the Leinster is starting pretty much around that time as well. So what are we, three weeks out? Yeah, but I think I think it could be the week after. It's going to depend on how the Mead Miners perform in the Leinster final Yeah, on the 30th of June. If Mead beat awfully, Mead get a bye to the semi-final of Leinster. So they won't be out until the latter stages of July. But yeah, you're right. Um Carl Gibney next up, and he said Alan Moore's halftime show Wednesday was that good. Andy McEntee has called him in. Well, look, um, I, lo- I love a halftime show. Um, I've been involved in many of them myself. Um, and uh, yeah, um, it's amazing. It's amazing the amount of people, you wouldn't believe it, David. It's amazing, it's amazing the amount of people um, that pay into a game just for the halftime show that's put on. I wouldn't know, Mickey, because I'm never involved in them, to be honest. But, uh, I know, but that's, that's junior football for you. Well, you know all about it. That's what you're playing. Well, I won't say that's what you're playing this year, but um, oh, yeah, cheers, yeah, cheers, cheers, yeah, thanks. Yeah, me, me, me with only one hand. Yeah, I'll be I gave you the benefit of the doubt last week, but come on, now we're a week on, so you're in better form already. Um, too soon, Davy. Too soon. Tom O'Connor's next in, and he says, "Can I manage the twenties?" And I said, "Absolutely not." No, no. Um, like I like Tom. But he's too controversial as well. I really like the chap. I really do. A great time for Tom. But, you know, just... I need to take that lad under my wing for a little while. So I do. There's, oh a, lot of pent, there's a lot of pent-up anger in him, so there is. I mean, need to just... The blind leading the blind there. <laughs> I need to give him a few life lessons, so I do. <laughs> um, Carl Gibney's back in again. And he said, Jack Blake's performance at Belfast two weeks ago was as good as he's given on the pitch. Right, yeah, a lot of lads, I believe, making their way up to um, uh, Belfast in recent weeks, and a lot of good performances for it. Yeah, Peter Duffy gave an outstanding performance, I think, didn't he, a couple of weeks ago? Apparently so, yeah. And I yeah. was I was talking to Peter the other day. I was I shared a car uh, journey with Peter the other day, but he never mentioned it. His dad was in the car, so that's yeah, probably was yeah. touchy subject. I think the, the, the dad wasn't too happy with his performance up there. But... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Robert Perfield said the. Brax change kit. I don't know. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it yet. But it's uh, actually you know, their home jersey now. It's not their change kit. It is their home jersey. Um, I think that the Kevin Coyne sent me a picture of that recently. Um, I'll have to check into that now. So I will. But again, we're going to have to update the the uh, our one to sixty four or whatever in the jerseys, uh, Davy. Never mind the power rankings. Yeah. More importantly, Colin McAreevy just said backwards. 
I, I presume that's what he's on, that he's on about the under 20s. Um, and I said it earlier on, yeah, we are going backwards. Like it's like one step forward and two steps back. We really had, it nearly seemed too good to be true and uh, everything that was being done to make us a better team in the future. And mm. uh, yeah, it's, it's all falling apart. And, and that's the most disappointing thing about it. Colin O'Brien said Edwin Poots to manage the 20s. Colin O'Brien said that. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. maybe you know, like, where's he after? Who's he after uh, leaving Ed, Edwin Poots? Who's he managing last year? Uh, I think. Was it, was it Curaha? No, uh, Drew Condrick, I thought. No. <laughs> Drew Condrick. Yeah, Drew Condrick was right. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only way is up for Edwin Poots. Yeah. Um, Adam McDonald next in and he said Gavin McVan and Davy Rispin twins drinking apple juice oh tell us more um, well I can only think of Arthur Thieves maybe he's a fan but uh, do you, do you, well I've seen you drink the Arthur Thieves yeah no yeah. I, I have it in the, the blade because that you can get kegs of Arthur Thieves and that so I, I obviously wouldn't drink Heineken or that so and, and did you go for the strawberry and blackberry one? Like, I've seen you drinking that a couple of times. No, unfortunately, there's no kegs of that, <laughs> no, sadly. Just, just just a straight cider, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hard um, stuff for you. Absolutely. Jelly is next, and he said, under 20 management gone, surprising, question mark. Well, yeah, like, you know, we're after talking about it. I am so surprised and so disappointed more than anything else. I'm deflated by it. I really am. I'm completely deflated by it, and... I just hold no optimism and I'm a very optimistic person. And I, I just, I always see the, 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 the pros in, in stuff. And I always see, I, I never want to knock fellas who go out and play football or anything like that. And, and I, I, I'm not going to knock them, but I always can see better days ahead. And this has, this has really knocked me for 10 on, on that end of things. Yeah, uh, James Trainer has a more positive outlook and he said, Davey and Mickey, new under 20 managers and I've done a poll, Mickey. Because I don't like to comment on our own sort of, you know, business. So I, I let the, the listeners decide on, on what they think. So um, I've just gone in or out. So 62% of the listeners reckon we should be the new under 20 managers. 37% who are the wise people in all of this think that we shouldn't be. Yeah, I don't know if they're wise or not, but, um, uh, you know, uh, I'd like to thank Mammy and the rest of the guys for voting for us there, um, the rest of the family. Um, but, uh, no, um, uh, I, I did approach the county board. I did get um, a piece of paper signed by them to say that we'd have all of the, the under-20s available to us. And then I found out five minutes later that we wouldn't, so I stepped away from it straight away. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's that job out the window as well, Davey. At Boardsmill GFC have been in touch and they said Boardsmill scoring 10-39 in two games has to be a record. And I just replied by saying self-praise is no praise. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think it's a record. It, it, it's, a, it's a lovely stat and 10-39 is brilliant. 69 points, an average of 34 and a half points per game. That's that's pretty good. I've seen bigger, so... Um, yeah, um, just put your wand away there, Boardsmill. Um, they played Drum Connor the Wednesday night, and that's a chance to potentially yeah, add to, to that. Yeah, add to that as well. Like, but uh, no, look, we, Boardsmill know that we're, we're 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 big fans of theirs and what they're doing, um, and they're really making strides at the moment. Now, if they go out and do that against Drum Condrath, 
I wouldn't be blowing my own trumpet about it this week um, because like Trump Condor are at the lowest they've been for a long while. Um, but look, we're still very impressed, which is keep up the good work and we'll see what happens with Championship. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coyne & Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Next one is from Sean Skinny McDonough and he says, Can we do a poll? When will Davy call Skinny? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday? And I'll just give you a bit of backdrop to this, Mickey. So, yeah, Skinny, what, are you, what are you supposed to be bringing Skinny for? He's doing a project at the minute where it's to do with uh, a college project that he's doing and he's doing it on me clubs and what sort of facilities they have in terms of like, you know, strength and conditioning, uh, sports science, recording games, all this kind of stuff. So he wants to speak to all of the club managers in Mead. So he asked me to sit down with him and go through all the clubs that I know who the manager is in the club. So I, I've said up since Friday, I'd be I'd try and call him. Now, I haven't. Now, in fairness, I went to call him today and I says, are you around? And he says, no, no. Um, so I says, OK, grand. Sure, let me know when you are. But I did do the poll and I said, when will I call him or whatever? And 14 people said soon. 26 people said never. So, um, no, no, I will. I will. I will call him. Promise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wouldn't hold my breath. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, next question in is from... Jelly again, and he said, "Who's the next guest on the podcast?" Uh, oh, jeez, you just. I, I asked him, "Who do we? Yeah. Who does he want?" Yeah, well, look, um, uh, one that we do want to get is Sean Boylan, and um, we're looking into that at the moment. That I don't want to um, just jinx it and whatever, but that is going to be a big interview that we are hoping to get in the next couple of months. Um, but uh, you never know, Jelly. Maybe that's a that's is that a cry for help from Jed? Does he want to be the next guest? Does he want us to do an interview with him? That'd be blockbuster, wouldn't it? That'd be blockbuster, yeah. But um, I don't know if we could uh, deal with all his demands. Probably yeah, for be yellow M and M's or something. Too expensive. Like yeah, 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 100%. Another man, actually, this fellow wouldn't be too expensive. He'd be quite reasonable, I'd imagine. But Peter Duffy um, is in touch, and he said Westlife greatest boy and ever. I assume by band he means, but yeah, by and yeah, a bit of a mistake. Uh, are they really? I think like if you like, I, I'm a big music fan. I'm not really into pop, but um, uh, like I, I think you could actually say, and my sister hates when I say this, that the Beatles were the first ever boy band, um, because you know that's they started off with that, and they're the greatest musicians and, uh, and singer-songwriters of, of, of all time, probably, with the amount of number ones they have. So I'd probably go against them and say that the Beatles were the best ever boy band. I, I don't agree with them much, but I absolutely love Westlife, so... I would not say that out loud on air ever again, David. Everybody knows that. <laughs> I've been to a Westlife concert. I've probably been to two. Oh, Jesus. Mm. I, you, I, you you think Quinn's the Sunday of an All Ireland final is good? You should be there when Westlake are playing. It is fucking serious. 
Oh my good God. I remember going into a record shop in Navin that will not be named to buy my niece a Westlife CD for Christmas. I went into the shop and they knew me in there and they knew the style of music that I listened to. I pansied around for about 20 minutes, picking up this Westlife CD, putting it back down, come back Didn't over. Didn't Conor Morocco get in trouble for using that word? <laughs> no, I, I meant I was just like, like flutering about and whatever. And, you know, and I was started sweating in the shop. And eventually I picked up the CD and I says, I just have to get it done. And I walked up and you one looked at the CD and looked at me and I went, it's a Christmas present for my niece. Please don't judge me. <laughs> and that is a fact. That is an absolute fact. Um, so and you and you're 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 admitting to being at Westlake concerts. Just move on, please move on. This is I'm starting to sweat again. <laughs> Brendan Burns asking me how my head was, um, and that was this morning. It was all right. I had an under fifteen game, so that fairly uh, brushed off any cobwebs that there was this morning. Yeah, yeah. Did a good night in Kells last night. Yeah, good. Good to be back. Um, good to be back, but not a late one. Obviously, pubs are closing before. I think it was before twelve o'clock. So. All back to the wrist bin? No, no, no. <laughs> no. Very sensible. Plus loads, loads of people leaving Kells heading to the wrist bin. <laughs> no, surprisingly not. Uh, Dermot McCabe next in and he says, Gavin Chopper McVan with the white boots slash socks combo. Ah, I love, I love yeah, white class, boots. class. I love white boots. I absolutely yeah. love them. And uh, it takes a special type of lad to wear them. So uh, Chopper, fair play to you. And uh, I presume he was wearing white socks with the boots. To make them look like all one eye. Yeah. Serious. I agree. I agree. We don't agree on much, Mickey, but I agree. Yeah. Um, Sean Francis Ryan next in, and he said Andy McEntee and the county board have to go blood. Oh, I know. Like, it, it, look, I'm not getting into the ins and outs of all that crap because I just. Oh, we have a championship in two weeks' time. Like you know, it's yeah. For, it's not. Look, I'm not looking for blood. I'm not looking for anybody's. Uh, no, I, I think I think he when he no, says, but, it there. I'm not, <laughs> it's, but it's but it's not. No, but like I'm not. But I'm not looking for Andy to go. I'm not looking for. No, Andy. no, he's not. Not about for blood. A resolution. He's not. You know, blood. Uh, it's Arsenal fan TV. That's where that all comes from. Blood. Oh, right. Okay. It's not. He's not actually looking for blood. <laughs> Yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, Paddy Short uh, is next in and he said, sometime to be an under 20 player, lose nearly two years to COVID, then this shite was a decent squad too. Yeah, you see, this is the thing as well. Like it's, it's, There's been so much happening and, and these players need it. And, he, and I suppose like if Bernard Flynn didn't walk away, means you know his word is no good then you know like and, and he got a written agreement for a reason and mm. you know I, th- I just think it's left an awful lot of people in a terrible predicament and uh, while I don't uh, when I see everybody's point of view on this I still feel that Bernard Flynn and the lads were left in no uh, left with no option but to do but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, that, and that's the terrible thing because because as we as we've already mentioned and, and, and that our listeners just mentioned, there's 40 players there that have had a terrible couple of years, and then they're looking forward to this Leinster Championship, and, and this is after happening. Aaron Reedy asked, "Anyone like the new me jersey? My opinion, I think it's not nice. I like it. I well, he's not like going it. to be winning the competition anyway. So uh, absolutely not. No way. Um, I know. I like it. I'm looking at it there. Yeah. No, I do like it. It's it's a look. It's um. Yeah. I suppose. 
when, when you're looking at an alternative jersey, we always kind of have set ideas, but this is something a little bit different. It's more like a training jersey and stuff like that, but I don't see um, Mead having too many games where they're going to get a chance to wear it as their alternative jersey. No, true, Mickey. Um, next one is from Hazel Bell, and she said, my brother plays for Mead under 20s. Very good, Hazel. Um, um, my brother doesn't because he's overage. <laughs> um, Jack Walsh, big Jack Walsh is in, and he said Vinnie Perth back in the hot seat in, in Oriel. Yeah, <laughs> he was only mentioning that last week, and I was like, well, I don't really care. Like, yeah, but, uh, it's a trilogy. Uh, it's you know. Yeah, absolutely, and and Vinnie Perth was back in uh, in uh, in Dundalk FC, and uh, it's it's fantastic news. And uh, I'm surprised he didn't get the, get offered the job for Tottenham, or maybe he did get offered the Tottenham job. I have a very interesting one to wrap up this edition of Instagram Interactive. And Tommy Rooney, if you're listening, please turn uh, the podcast off now. <laughs> John Kelly. Bear with me now, Mickey, because it is a long one. says, did you see off the balls Ger Gilroy from Kildare saying Mead can go and shite comments last week? I will never watch off the ball again. It's constant digs at Mead football. McAtee has done a good job. He is the best Mead manager of his generation. Most successful. I think with talent available, Andy has a good job. He is the best man to take us forward. Yeah, look, um, again, we're getting into something like that. In fairness, like, the lads and, and off the ball, they do take the piss out of me. But like we have to take that as tongue in cheek. It's just a, a little bit of a ribbon for poor old Tommy Rooney and uh, you know, and anybody else involved in there on the off the ball um that, that, that's from Mead. Um, you know, own gene is always at he, he has a real dislike for Mead and whatever. Yeah. So look, it, it, it's flattery when 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 they when they um when they insult us because it means that we get them. So I wouldn't worry about that. And it is a little bit of tongue-in-cheek and they're just trying to annoy you and live a few lads. But um, look, I, I have a great time for Andy as well. I think he's been a great manager. Um, I think he's, you know, he's brought us on um, where other people may not believe it. He really has brought us on and he's put in um, certain credentials that you need to be a county footballer and he expects certain things and he's raising the bar of mead football and yeah, I, I, I agree with him on all those points, definitely. That is it, Mickey. No, that it. Nothing for PS tapes. No, changing yeah. nappies. Yeah, exactly. Uh, PS tapes, new baby in the house only a couple of weeks ago, so he will be busy with the little man and uh, he'll get a chance to listen back to the podcast, though. And uh, I think he's doing a couple of uh, whiskey tastings in the next couple of weeks as well, so that might keep him busy as well. Uh, they'll be his little treats. But, uh, yeah, look, uh, an interesting one, as I said, a little bit downbeat because of the news this week from the under-20s. And uh, I just think it's it's left the whole thing a bit shambolic at the moment. And, and, and all it's going to do is going to heap pressure on everybody. And you're going to have, it's going to create a divide with the supporters. And some people will be looking for fellas' heads and the other fellas, like our last listener there, will be... Um, uh, you know, 100% behind Andy and all that. Like, and, you know, we just don't need that, baby. We just we, we just want a happy camp. Yeah, we just want a happy life, Mickey. <laughs> yeah. that, that much to ask for. It is what it is. You're right, Bernard's not going to be coming back. And, and that's, you know, that I feel for him behind it all, you know. And 
he's a good guy at the end of the day. He was doing it for the right reasons. And, you know, he, he's going to be hurting now, as will all the management team. You know, some great mean men there, the likes of Graham Garrity and Graham Riley and the, the two other guys that they brought in as well. Um, you know, great ties to, to meet football too. But, you know, we move on. I'm sure we're probably going to have a new under-20 manager by the time we talk this time next week, Mickey. So let, let's just wait and see what happens on that. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose this tagline at the end of our podcast every week, you know, it means something and it really means something to everybody. It is, of course. Remember, we are made by It Matters More, folks. <laughs>